Dan Utech, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Welcome to May. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. That uh, forecast mm. you're giving doesn't sound much like no. corn and soybean planting weather. As planters roll, and they will, what happens to prices? Well, you know, we've got some interesting things going on right now. Of course, uh, we're into the first part of May, and this week I think the market will be looking at estimates as they come out for the supply and demand report. that will come out a week from Thursday on, on the 12th. Uh, anticipation right now is that uh, the USDA will have to increase the soybean export number again, so that will be watched closely. Uh, we continue to see purchases by China almost on a daily basis, and, uh, you know, the, the basis in Brazil has been kind of like a yo-yo up and down, and that certain days they Chinese buy there and certain days they buy in the U.S. So, you know, it looks like they're definitely low on that export number right now. Um, anticipation also that they may increase the corn export number, although that's that's a little bit tougher sell right now because uh, we're not competitive on on corn in the world market. Uh, the cheaper corn available elsewhere. Uh, just the opposite on beans, though. We're competitive on beans on nearby beans, and as as you get out into the June and July slots in August, uh, we're very very competitive. In fact, much cheaper than South America in that slot. So. If China continues to buy it, looks like they will come back to the U.S., and, you know, that could tighten the balance tables a little bit more. Um, other interesting things going on right now is a lot of a lot of talk about weather, you know. <clears throat> First of all, the delays with the planting. Uh, haven't really seen an estimate on today's number, but I think the market's in anticipating, you know, not, uh, not, not us getting back to normal at all. I think a key date there or one of the key dates that the market watches is May 10th for planning progress across the U.S. So we have about a week to go there, but the way the forecast sounds, you know, in the northern plains, probably not a whole lot of action going on yet this week up here. So, you know, that's the weather on the on the planning side, nearby side, a uh, little bit on the wet side. Uh, a lot of meteorologists putting out forecasts now for the balance of the spring and the summer, and as we see that kind of a consensus forming that the La Nina, which is still fairly strong right now, is probably going to fade here in the next two to three weeks. Uh, what does that mean? Well, you've got a lot of different forecasts out there, but uh, overall they're looking as that, as that kind of dies off, uh, probably a warmer and drier pattern for the U.S. Corn Belt as we get into the June-July slot. So... You know, we have to be careful what we wait for or what we wish for. Today, you know, with the cool weather, we want it to be warm and dry, and all of a sudden, if it changes, it can average out and it gets to be too warm and dry. So, you know, still uh, very good opportunities out there, even with the board setting back a little bit uh, as we start out the week. You know, we see corn prices, cash corn prices still above $8. Uh, cash soybean prices still above $16. So awesome, awesome prices available on the old crop side. And on the new crop side, another pretty strong week where we made new new highs on the December contract in the last week of April at 757 and uh, November soybean prices in Chicago at 1555. So, you know, definitely some incentive out there as far as uh, making sure we get everything planted that, that was intended. And, uh, you know, prices are, are definitely... Uh, pushing things in that direction. Uh, on the world front, the other thing that the market, I think, is watching is is talk out of what's going on with Ukraine. Uh, announcements over the weekend that 
basically they've said uh, on at least four of their export facilities on the Black Sea, they will, they basically are closed now until, until the crisis is over. Uh, not a big surprise there, but I think the market was hopeful that maybe this thing would get resolved and there'd be some corn business that they'd be able to do out of there. There was a, a cargo of Ukrainian corn loaded this past week. Uh, they sent it by rail, I think, to Romania and then uh, eventually onto a Panamax vessel. But, you know, it's it's very, very slow, very time-consuming, and, you know, it's not going to probably be able to to give the world what they need for grains. So, you know, we have the corn in the U.S. The problem is right now, like I said earlier, we're not really competitive. So uh, the market keeps anticipating that uh, we will see that business come, you know, and a little bit of encouragement this last week where we've seen a purchase from China, over a million metric ton of corn. Uh, the bad thing about that, though, is <clears throat> the majority of that was for the new crop uh, table, which starts on September 1st. So, you know, unfortunately, that doesn't get rid of uh, excess supplies, doesn't carry out, doesn't affect the carryout for this year, and it gives the Chinese a lot of time to wait and see once what happens in Ukraine, what happens in South America with their corn crop, and is there a possibility that they possibly roll some of those purchases forward or take an optional origin on them? So, you know, it's uh, it's not over yet. Uh, we've we've got the weather to deal with, both on the planting side and then the growing season, and you know, continued strong demand by the by the world for exports on on everything really, just a matter of where they buy from. And on the ethanol side, of course, uh, the announcement uh, that we had here. Of couple of weeks ago about the E15 expansion. Uh, a lot of people are thinking there that could increase uh, corn for ethanol, 20 to 25 million bushel. Not a big thing, but uh, all these little things kind of add up to affect that balance table. So I'm sure we'll be seeing some private estimates as we go through the week. Uh, this afternoon we'll have our planning progress and condition reports and see once where we're at for corn and soybean plantings as of last night. And then we'll see the private estimates as far as the estimates on supply and demand tables, and that'll come out 11 o'clock on the 12th. So, you know, we still have a lot of things to watch here. Uh, I guess on the weather side, globally, the other thing that we're hearing a little more talk about now is there are some sections of uh, central and southern Brazil drying out a little bit, and that's pretty important for that second crop of corn, that safrina crop that they're that they're raising right now. Conditions were good for planting. Plant, uh, everything went in the ground like like clockwork, but now it's drying out as they get into their pollination windows. So, you know, I don't think the party's over yet on these prices, but uh, the volatility is definitely going to increase. In fact, uh, CME price limits today now go into effect, uh, new limits, and, uh, you know, they expanded them both on corn, beans, on, I think pretty much on all commodities. And you know, that's going to create for more volatile times. Now the daily limit on corn is going to be 50 cents, and I think beans will go to like a dollar fifteen. So, you know, party's not over yet. We're going to see opportunities, and we've got a lot of news out there to digest as we go through the next few months. Have a great day. Thank you, Matt. You too. That's Dan Utech, New Vision Co-ops, newvision.coop.